You're listening to the Going for Two Fantasy Football Podcast. And here are your hosts, Craig Fernicola and Billy Bowerman. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Going for Two. This is Billy Bowerman, one of the co-hosts of the show. Here with uh, Craig Fernicola, one of my other co-hosts. Uh, watch a little Thursday Night Football Green Bay Packers, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, nice game so far. Craig, what's going on? How you feeling tonight? I made it home uh, in a snowstorm. And what was what looks like over six inches of snow in northern New Jersey. And uh, I made it home alive. It only took three and a half hours. Made it home in time. Made it home in time to watch football. Good game so far. Green Bay Packers currently up 14-3. Aaron Rodgers just threw his first touchdown pass of the game to someone that I actually never heard of before. Uh, Aaron Jones ran in the first one. So this week is week 11. We are going to preview the slate of games since we are recording during the Thursday night game. We're going to start off with the first Sunday game. So there's no international games this week. First Sunday game on the slate is the Carolina Panther-Detroit Lion game, Craig. 49.5 49.5 over under. Carolina's favorite. Carolina's absolutely rolling, man. You want to take us into this one? Who you like here? Yeah, so Carolina has been really hot. I know that they had a really off week last week against Pittsburgh where they got that 50-burger rolled up on them, but uh, prior to that game, they had been red hot. You know, Didn't Even they- last week, they still were able to score some later on points. Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, are, they, they're just moving the ball. We've got Greg Olson, who's been doing well. Funches has been on and off a little bit. Yeah. DJ Moore, somebody that they're working in. Um, but I expect them to go in against a Detroit matchup and you know, kind of just steal the show on the road. Uh, one of the matchups you do want to keep an eye on, if Darius Slay is out again, that like really opens things up for Funches and DJ Moore. I think it's a big bounce-back game for them. Like There's no way that they're going to get another 50 spot hung up on them. Uh, they were playing very well before that. Uh, they beat Tampa Bay, they beat Baltimore, they, they beat the Super Bowl champs. So, hey, listen, I, I expect this to be a close game. Now, uh, for Detroit, Detroit's a team that really needs a win, Craig, here. Do you like their chances here at home this week? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I think this team's kind of getting away from Patricia right now. They're they, they yeah. are, they're, they're mailing it in for next season. I saw they put their right guard, TJ Lang, on IR. Mm. So the offensive line is taking a hit. Defensively, they're just not very good. Um yeah, and we haven't really seen Matthew Stafford like really go off this season. You know, the loss of you know Golden Tate's definitely being felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, one upside players, Theo Riddick a little bit in PPR formats. He is running some you know snaps out of the slot, um, catching some passes. So at least he has a little bit of usage there. If you have you know a flex play need something like that, um, but Legarrette Blount's still getting a little bit of run and carrying Johnson. You know, the touchdowns aren't guaranteed because he's not really getting the goal line work. Per se. He's scoring touchdowns, but they're still working blunt in there a little bit. Uh, we'd ideally like to see him, you know, his touches you know, to cease. Yeah, when all three are active, it really kind of it, it hurts carry on a lot. And it, it, it kind of takes him out of that RB2 and, and makes him more of a, a flex option. So that's not really exciting for fantasy owners heading towards the playoffs. I'm going to keep this rolling. Next game, Dallas Cowboys, Atlanta Falcons. Dallas had a big win last week against Philadelphia. This seems like another game that they can go in there and steal. I mean, they're going to be on the road here. This game's in Atlanta, but Atlanta's not really much of a great team either, Greg. Yeah, Dallas is the hot 
team right now. They their offense is starting to roll a little bit. Cooper looks like a legitimate first you know, number one receiver. Um, Dak's been up the last few weeks in terms of his performance, and Zeke is just absolutely rolling. Atlanta's defense we know is one of the worst in you know in the league right now, just because of so many injuries that they're dealing with. Yep. I think this is going to be a high scoring game right now. It's at forty eight and a half. Both these teams are putting up points. You know, I think the over definitely is going to hit in this game. Uh, it's going to kind of be, you know, if Dallas can stop Atlanta at all, um, we're going to see. It's going to be an interesting match. Right? I, this is like two of the teams that are kind of hanging on, fighting and clawing to make a postseason run, you know, to make the playoffs for that wild card. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who can pull out this one. So flip side of the ball, Atlanta Falcons, another team that really needs to win, like you said, Craig. I mean, they're chasing both Carolina and New Orleans in this division. Uh, at four and five, this is a this is a win now game for them as well as Dallas. How do you feel about this offense here? Julio Jones finally finding the end zone. Matt Ryan doing relatively well overall here. Seems like they got that passing game in full swing. What about the running game? Edo Smith, the big letdown game last week. Do you expect anything different yeah, here? Yeah, Edo Smith's kind of touchdown or bust yeah. uh, in terms of like flex plays. Uh, Tevin Coleman does look like he. It was the lead back right now in this, you know, offense, and he's mm-hmm. been up and down. He, he has speed and agility, and he breaks some big, you know, big plays. But I don't know. I'm not in love with him as an overall player. He's he seems still to me like he's more of a change of pace. Right. I don't think he could be a true number one. And I know he's a free agent next year. I'm not in love with him, you know, as you know, going to a new team next year as a number one running back. I just don't see it. Yeah, and he really got his opportunity here in the final year of his deal to show that he can be that showcase back, and he really hasn't grabbed a stranglehold on it. I mean, Ito Smith's been somewhat of competition, but not really. Like, lately he's kind of, I don't know, he's been just a guy. Anyways, we're going to keep this. Yeah. You got anything else here in the passing offense? You anybody want to touch on here? Austin yeah, Hooper, just maybe? keep an eye on you. Know, Muhammad Sanu's been playing banged up for a while. Calvin Ridley has been, you know, boomer bust as well. He either like scores, you know, touchdowns and you know puts up a ton of yards, or he goes like under sixty yards. Boomer bust. I, I don't love him in this matchup, but Austin Hooper's actually like a legitimate yeah. tight end one at this point. It's a low end tight end one, but he's come on. And, and as bad as tight ends have been, then guys like that are way more valuable. You know, like because I don't, I don't feel like anybody's drafted successfully well at the tight end position. A lot of these guys that are doing well kind of came out of nowhere. Kittle was not taken in the first eight rounds of any drafts that I was in with you because I took him in lately in, in those rounds. Guys like Austin Hooper weren't drafted. O.J. Howard was going after that. Like A lot of these guys kind of everybody missed on these positions, in my opinion. Anyway, next game is the Cincinnati Bengal-Baltimore Raven game. This is a big divisional matchup, but it's going to be tough to kind of give you a preview on it because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Baltimore, Craig. So, yeah. anything for Cincinnati here? Might as well start off with them. Well, AJ Green's still down. Yep. Um, that's obviously a hurt to everybody in this offense. Anybody that has Andy Dalton, it definitely downgrades him as well. Um, we saw John Ross last week score a touchdown. He's been getting a lot of snaps in place of AJ Green. Don't really love him right now, uh, but he is getting targets. Somebody to monitor. I would still prefer Tyler Boyd if I had to choose one of those two guys. Uh, Joe Mixon shows, you know, at times, you know, some flat, great flashes, but he's being bottled up uh, without AJ Green in that lineup, and I expect Baltimore's front seven to kind of do that again. But Joe Mixon, you know, he really is the workhorse in this offense. That about does it for Cincinnati. Flip side of the ball, Baltimore. There's even bigger question marks there, uh, which you were alluding to. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. 
Uh, I would assume uh, if I were you know running this team that they would put Lamar Jackson out there kind of to see what they actually have in him. Uh, they've you know he's gone ten weeks as the backup quarterback, gets in a few plays each game. I think it would be foolish for them to put RG three out there at this point. You know what good is it? You know you drafted Lamar Jackson with a first round pick. You got to see what you have, especially if you're planning on moving away from Joe Flacco next season. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen. I think it downgrades everybody in this offense, especially in particular the receivers, Crabtree, you know, you know John Brown, Smokey. You're not playing any of these tight ends because all four of them get play. Uh, Lamar Jackson does play. I, I think it would stay level for Alex Collins. You know, running quarterbacks usually open things up for you know running backs. So I would say that hits kind of like a you know a neutral move. Whatever quarterback they have, they may actually go a little bit more run heavy. So maybe a slight uptick. Uh, but overall, I'm kind of just down on the Ravens' offense altogether. Do you think that they they're just hesitating to go to Lamar because they're sort of still in the playoff hunt? I mean, if they win this game, they'll be even with Cincinnati, right, in the division at five and five. And Steelers only have six wins. So how yeah. many games has RG three won lately? No, I I mean I understand that. We're, I'm not going to argue. I mean I'm not. I don't I don't feel <laughs> differently than you. Like I want to see Lamar Jackson as well. I'm just trying to put myself in Jim. John Harbaugh's shoes, wondering why he's kind of dancing around this. It seems like he's playing pussyfoot with the idea of, of Lamar Jackson as his quarterback right now. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, to be completely honest with you, if they don't play Lamar Jackson, I think that tells you a lot about where he is in his development, and that's a little scary. That's fair. He is 21 years old, but that is a fair point. I mean, Listen, if you did draft him thinking that you weren't going to play him at all, and it's week eleven, and he, the idea is he probably isn't ready. To be honest, maybe the expectation is is kind of this. I don't know. We'll see. Next game is the Tennessee Titan Indianapolis Colt game. It's a big divisional matchup here. Indianapolis playing very well, keeping Andrew Luck upright as well lately. Um, Really not giving up any sacks. It's keeping him healthy, and a healthy Andrew Luck is is looking really good, Craig. It looks like he's back to 100% here. Um, Unsacked in four games. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. And Tennessee, they just beat the Pats, so that was nice to see. Go cheap, get your ass kicked, right, Craig? So uh, you like Deion Lewis again? I like Deion Lewis this week again. I like him to stay rolling this week. It seems like he's more the lead back there in that backfield than Derrick Henry now. Clearly, I mean, yeah. there's there's really no competition. Uh, Henry scored some red zone touchdowns. He got a little bit of run later on in the game, but I mean, this is 100% Deion Lewis's backfield. Henry is the you know the second back. Um, it's interesting matchup this week. Marcus Marriott has been playing well. Corey Davis has been playing well. Mm-hmm. Johnu Smith has been scoring touchdowns in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it seems like Mariota's healthy, Andrew Luck's healthy. I, I think we're in for a really good matchup. It, it It's kind of an exciting game. Right now the line's at 49. I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to see that, um, to see that number right there. Both of these defenses have been playing better than expected You know, going into the season, I would say. So I don't know if it's going to be that high scoring, but it's going to be a close matchup, something like 24-21, that kind of, type, that kind of game. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, For the flip side of the ball with, with the Colts, it's all about the tight ends. Jack Doyle's getting most of the run, but Eric Ebron scoring the touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton's been doing okay. A couple weeks ago, had two touchdowns. Last week, he had like 60 yards. He's still seeing his targets. I like his opportunities, especially if he's matched up against Malcolm Butler. You know, breaking a couple deep. I like that. 
and Marlon Mack, running back, you know, has the opportunity to break one here in this game. I know he was a little bit bottled up last week. Uh, Jordan Wilkins had a big run last week, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going after him at this point. Yeah. Um, nobody in this matchup is like going to scream blow up potential, but uh, there's a couple good guys to throw on your rosters. Listen, I got nothing else to add here. I'm looking it over, too. It really is tight end or bust with this offense. I mean, T.Y. is going to give you his, but Max kind of been bottled up lately. You wonder if, he's that, if he could be that efficient every game that he was past couple games when he was coming back from injury, so we'll see. It is tough to replicate such huge numbers that he was putting up. Um, and then again, Jacksonville is a very good run defense, so uh, maybe things open up for him a little bit against Tennessee. Uh, next matchup here, we have the Houston Texans, Washington Redskins. Redskins still atop the NFC East at the moment, 6-3, uh, and three, while the Houston Texans currently sit atop the AFC South at 6-3. and three. Craig, big matchup here this week against two division leaders. Yeah, the thing that's crazy about Houston is that they're six in a row. Like, I don't, they're the most surprising 6-0 six six team in the last six weeks. I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's yeah, it's awesome. Doesn't sound right, right? Like it doesn't. Six and three with a six game win streak. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I know. Uh, surprising. But... Hey, listen, they play really yeah. well at home. Three and one at home. Yeah, well, they're on the road this week. They got to travel to Washington. Yeah. Um, we'll see what they made of this week. Yeah. Uh, in terms of you know the health for the Texans right now, Demarius Thomas had the bye week last week. He is you know supposed to be fully immersed in the offense. Duke Hopkins is healthy. Cootie's getting in some limited practices, so it seems like they're going to have all three receivers. Uh, in terms of the running backs, Lamar Miller will be playing. Alfred Blue will be playing. Deshaun Watson, I'm sure, needed that week off last week because he's been dealing with you know number of different injuries, bruised lungs or something like that, cracked mm-hmm. ribs, whatever it was. Uh, so I think it's a good thing for them. I like the aerial attack matchup that they're going to have against the Redskins secondary. That secondary is not great. They're you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of older players. Not great. In terms of the you know Redskins, their offense kind of stinks right now. They've been hanging by a thread in most matchups and really leaning on, uh, leaning on Adrian Peterson, uh, who he claims he's healthy now. I know he's been really been playing banged up. Not a great matchup for him. You know, front seven's the real deal for the Texans. Um, not a great matchup. The O line for the Redskins, as we know, we talked about this last week. They're really banged up as well. Yeah. I kind of just feel like Houston's going to go in here and throw up a bunch of points. They what do should. You think? Listen, even though they are on the road, I, I do consider them the favorite to win this game for all the reasons you pointed out. I don't see any advantage that Washington has on offense here that they could really expose in, in Houston's defense. There's not their secondary, their front seven. Like I don't see it. I don't see that the Washington has the skill players to get out there and get it done. Um, they're at home. Maybe they have a chance here, but... It's, it's unlikely. Listen, if Watson's not going to turn the ball over and Lamar Miller's not going to turn the ball over and they establish the run in this game, they, they should take care of business. Next matchup is the New York football Giants at home against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Giants squeaking out a victory last week in prime time against the San Francisco 49ers. This is probably another game where they can come away with a victory here, Craig, in my opinion. Tampa Bay looked brutal last week going to Fitzmagic. I believe he's starting again, but I don't see, like, again, the same thing with Washington against Houston. I don't see many areas where 
Tampa Bay is really going to expose the Giants. I mean, maybe Mike Evans and O.J. Howard, but other than that. Yeah, these are, I mean, right now this particular line is at 52. I mean, these two teams can score a ton of points. We're talking about two terrible, terrible defenses. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick did not score any touchdowns last week at Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, but he threw for over 400 yards. I mean, and he's going to do something very similar against the Giants. Uh, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, we know his history with against the Giants. Oh, don't remind uh, me. Chris Godwin's a little banged up, but we just saw what George Kittle did. Can you imagine O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait as well? I mean, O.J. Howard could use a bounce-back game. He's kind of phased out last week. Yeah, I, I mean, I, just, I think this is going to be an aerial attack for both teams. I like it. I don't. I, listen, if you have Peyton Barber, any of the running backs of Tampa, I'm I'm not into any of that. This but is a uh, JPP revenge game this week. Yeah. Well. How many times do you think he sacks Eli Manning? Probably a lot. <laughs> I I honestly think this could go really bad for New York as well. Um, if if Tampa Bay really gets after the pass here, then I mean. I mean. OBJ is going to eat in this game. I mean, like, the, hope so. the secondary stinks. you got to hit him, even though he's going to be wide open. you gotta, you got to hit the guy with the with the ball, Craig. Gotta yeah, how about Sherman defending Eli's decision to hand the ball off, even though Eli, that, Odell That's was uncovered? Uncovered. That can happen again this week. I, you'd absolutely see it. Yeah, I mean, he's going to burn Brent Grimes. I, of course. I mean, I'm excited, excited to see the Giants passing attack. I mean, this is a good matchup for Ingram, Shepard, yeah. Saquon catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay like, linebacker Quan. core is tough. Uh, they, they have a lot of injuries as well. Quan Alexander's out for the year. Levante David missed practice today. Like, they're banged up in the middle. I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be an aerial tag. As long as the weather holds up, this this over should hit for sure. Um for the Giants, you're starting your studs. I mean, I don't know what else, really what else to say at this game. I'll yeah. be at the game. I'll be at the tailgate. Dan Leo and the boys. See you guys there. Keep this rolling. The next game is the Pittsburgh Steelers-Jacksonville Jaguar game. This game is a 1 o'clock start. Pittsburgh's favorite even though the game's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville hasn't really been playing well at all. Um, close game last week when Indianapolis beat them last week. I believe they dropped three in a row, Craig. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Not good. Pittsburgh's on fire. I mean, they're absolutely rolling. You think they can go into Jacksonville and really play well? I know last year was an absolute debacle for them against Jacksonville, right? I think he threw five picks, Ben. That was, yeah. I mean, let's face it. If Pittsburgh goes there and plays mediocre ball, doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to go away and win this game. Yeah, Jacksonville sure. stinks right now. I mean, Leonard Fournette had, what, two touchdowns last week, 20 carries and like 50 yards. This offensive line is banged up. They went and signed Patrick Omaime, the guy the Giants cut. cut. Yeah. And we know how bad the Giants offensive line is. So if they're cutting a player and the Jaguars are going ahead and picking them up and starting him at center because Ryan Linder's hurt, this guy was a guard for the Giants. He's never played center before. They're starting him at center. Not good. Not this good. is bad. Pittsburgh's D-line's the real deal. Those boys in the middle, I mean, they, they're going to get after Blake Bortles. He's going to... They stink. That's all I can say. They stink. I mean, for Pittsburgh, start your studs. Ben, Connor, A.B., Juju. Tight ends here too, Craig? You like Vance McDonald? Uh, yeah, I like Vance in this matchup. I mean, 
not, not a love, great one. I don't yeah. love. I mean, Miles Jack's good in coverage. I'll give him that. Mm. Um, Church, Church, and the boys, the safeties come down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, Vance is you know very much a part of this offense. I mean, for sure, tight end is what it is. He's gets the he's results. The top, too. He's a top twelve play in my opinion. We keep this moving. This to the four o'clock games: Philadelphia Eagles, New Orleans Saints. Philly needs a victory. Squandered one last week against Dallas, and they got a tough schedule coming up here. I could see them dropping a lot of these games coming up. It's not looking pretty. Philly's got no chance. Yeah, and this game's in New Orleans, man. I mean, Wentz has been playing pretty well. He's got you know he's been turning the ball over a lot, a lot of fumbles and stuff like that. Um, but outside of Zach Ertz, he doesn't have a consistent weapon. Alshon and him started hot. They've been a little off the last couple of weeks with the connections. Wentz missed him. A couple of times last week, Jeffrey was open, and Wentz just didn't look his way. They don't have a, like a running back that they can truly trust. They kind of have a committee going. I know they're trying to work in the young guys. Josh Adams, uh, Smallwood's really the pass-catching running back. I don't know. I think they're going to score points. You know, I think I do expect Ertz, Jeffrey, Wentz to score, but... I just think New Orleans is a whole other weapon right now, and I don't think they're going to be able to catch up with them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think on defense they could really slow down this team at home. Whether it's Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, they're all they're all so good. They're all so efficient. They're so good. And do you know who they're starting at cornerback this week for the Eagles? No one, because Ron, Ronald Darby's out. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, their top three guys are out. So I mean, let's face it, Drew Brees is going to carve these guys. Taysom Hill might be. Kick. They're going to carve these guys up. This secondary stinks. Licking your chops if you got seen skilled players this week, baby. Oh, yeah. Sean Payton probably didn't even practice this week. He's, <laughs> he's good. He's like, nah, I'm good. Let's keep, this, yeah. let's keep this moving. Next game, Denver Broncos, LA Chargers. This is another game where I think the home team should manhandle the visiting team. Chargers out an absolute roll here. Seven-point favorites at home. Denver really calling it in here, man. I don't know how much longer Vance Joseph's going to stay employed by this ball club. What do you think? I mean, you're going to start your studs uh, in Denver. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders Cortland Sutton, right. in my opinion, they're both you know very much you know receivers that can be played. Yeah. Uh, some of the people that are desperate at tight end, Jeff Howerman, you know, he's been scoring some touchdowns as of late. I mean, he's kind of like a what the heck. Uh, if you got nobody else at tight end, or if you're dealing with one of the six teams on by, you know, I could see people throwing him in. The running back situation gets a little bit murky. Royce Freeman's returning. Uh, Philip Lindsay still, to me, is that RB1. Yeah. Um, but Freeman's going to get his, especially goal line. And, you know, Devontae Booker, you know, in terms of receiving back work, he's been looking kind of like okay. Uh, he scored a couple touchdowns in the last couple weeks as well. Kind of a crowded backfield. We never liked those. Mm. Uh, but I think it's really just it's going to be something for you know, on this offense, and you know you're going to start Sanders, and you expect them to be trailing points. Keenum's capable enough, of, you know. I'm sure he'll throw a few interceptions, but they're going to be throwing you know a lot of passes and touchdowns as well. Now, flip side of the ball here, L.A. Chargers. You got to be liking Philip Rivers. You got to like Keenan Allen a lot here. You got to like. Tyrell Williams, but Mike Williams has really been somebody that's been very inconsistent, Craig. A couple weeks ago, we were really touting him as somebody that seemed to be coming along in this offense and somebody that can be relied on as a a possible red zone touchdown guy. He is scoring touchdowns. He had one last week, but he only had one catch last uh, the week before, and I think he only had I think he didn't have a catch at all last week, something to that degree. Is is it really just Melvin Gordon, Rivers, and Keenan Allen here, and maybe sprinkle in some Tyrell Williams? 
That's my opinion. I I don't even trust Tyrell Williams that much. He's going to have his weeks, but I can't imagine, unless you're like 16-team, like really deep leagues, like I can't imagine actually put, throwing him in your lineup unless you, you had no other options because of eyes. That's fair. So I, I miss Hunter Henry too because this offense, it seems like they used to support more fantasy players than they do now, but it seems like they're playing better than ever. So it's kind of so it's weird to me. They'll weird perspective i got going on with the chargers anyways we can keep this moving next game is it's gonna be a, a really terrible football game oakland raiders arizona cardinals i really like arizona in this game craig i think this is, a, this is gonna be a big josh rosen game this game really he steps up and matures a quarterback i think he lights his team up well and keep in mind arizona's defense you know kind of held kansas city in check to you know a certain point last week they at least you know they covered the spread I mean, they have decent you know, players on defense. A lot of teams can't say that. I mean, a lot of teams are giving up 40 and 50 points to the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, I Arizona's mean, defense did it right. I mean, we know how bad Oakland's offense has been. Derek Carr looks like a broken player. No confidence. They can't, run, they can't a, run the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, Doug Martin can only do so much. That offensive line doesn't look that great. At all. Uh, Left tackle stinks. Yeah, I, I, Arizona's defense, I think Josh Rosen will be decent. Yeah. I think Fitz is a legitimate play. Ricky Seals-Jones yeah. is a legitimate play. Yeah. David Johnson's looked good with Byron Leftwich calling the plays. I don't think they're that bad. No, yeah, they're an uptrending team right now. Things are starting to work for the younger quarterback. And, you know, I, they have a great matchup. They're playing one of the worst teams in football. I totally agree. I, I have nothing else to add either. Um, let's keep this, uh, keep this moving here. The next game on the slate is the Sunday night game, Minnesota Vikings-Chicago Bears. It's a huge divisional matchup, Craig. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch as well. I'm glad this is going to be a primetime game. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky, can he pull off a big win? I mean, I think this offense, close. you know, Matt Nagy has his offense rolling, and mm. Allen Robinson red hot last week, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, we saw Anthony Miller come on. You know, we're seeing yeah. good things. Trey Burton's been a pretty good tight end so far this season, and you know Mitch is running the ball. He's looking good. He looks good, and he's looked good for basically the whole season, Craig. This is not something where he's looked good recently, and you wonder if he's going to keep it up. This is something where he, for the extended period of time here all season, he's looked like a legit quarterback. He's looked like a different person. It's almost like he's kind of taken that step forward the way Jared Goff did last year for L.A., and I think that this is something where Minnesota is going to be a very tough matchup, but I don't think that they really get 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 exposed in any in any way. I think he really does hold his own here, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over too much. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think with with Mitchell Trubisky, it's a lot a lot of coaching involved. And Mitch is a great athlete, and you know he can run the ball and things like that. But a lot of the positions that Nagy's putting him in, it's kind of like one read and throw, or he run he puts the ball down and just starts running. Uh, they're not making him do really complicated things like we've seen McVay do with Goff, where he's going and hitting his third and fourth read. He's not quite at that point yet. But keep in mind, you know, Trubisky only started one year in college, his senior mm-hmm. season, then came into the league. He's got like two years of starting experience outside of high school. So mm-hmm. I think they're bringing him along the right way. We've seen him get better. Um, he had a few so-so weeks you know, earlier in the season, like weeks three and four. But the last six or so games, he's progressing and you're seeing him become a better player uh, i think this team is you know a really young offensive core and you know it's a really bright spot for that moving forward yeah i'm listening through 350 yards and three touchdowns didn't turn the ball over last week detroit's no walk in the park either 
Uh, kid's got 22 touchdowns so far this season total. I mean, you, you got to tip your hat sometimes when give him credit where credit's due. You know. Flip side of the ball though, or uh, Minnesota. Uh, this is a t- this is a game they need to win here. Craig is huge divisional matchup. This is this is one of the games that they paid Kirk Cousins to come in and, and win. Yeah, and they're saying that Stefan Diggs and Dalvin Cook are both healthy, ready to go. Um, so they're firing on all cylinders coming off the bye week. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, where we got the line at? You see it right there? Yeah, it's at 44.5 at the moment, which is a little low overall. A lot of these other games are higher than that. So I'm wondering if that sort of goes up from here over the weekend. Yeah, we just need to check the weather. They are in Chicago Sunday night, but... That, that to me that seems really low. Really low, yeah. Um, but these two defenses have not been great. They've both been letting up some points. Uh, these are good offenses, so yeah, that that seems like something we could hammer over for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually the lowest aside from the Cincinnati Baltimore game at the moment, which is currently off. Yeah, uh, one thing with That's the wild. backfield in Minnesota, they haven't really said. You know, they said Dalvin Cook's healthy, but Latavius Murray's been very effective. I think he's still in that flex mix. I don't think that Dalvin just takes over the entire backfield. I, I would assume with all, all of the injuries he's had, soft tissue, leg injuries, mm-hmm. they'll probably want to bring him along, you know, probably in like a 60 or 40 or 50-50 split. I think Latavius is going to get his work. For sure. I totally agree. Uh, I got nothing else to add here as well for this game, so we're going to keep this moving into the big-time Monday Night Football matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs and L.A. Rams Two of the most prolific offenses this season, the NFL, facing off here in prime time, Craig. 63.5 over under. This is going to be so much fun to watch. This should be like the Super Bowl. We should all throw a party and not have to go to work on Tuesday. I mean, this could be the Super Bowl. It very well could be. I, I, I'm fired up about this. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably the most fun game yet to watch this season. Yeah. I think you know both of these are prolific offenses. Um, I would say that Kansas City's defense does kind of stink, and the Rams' defense is so-so. It's not that uh, far behind. They have, they have their strengths and definitely have their weaknesses. Poor secondary. It's gonna, it's gonna. Who can outscore who? I guess. I think yeah. that's really what it's gonna end up being. Yeah. Yeah. For first team, the three and a half points right now. First team, the forty. I mean. These two teams could easily put up 40 points. Yeah, I, I would start every guy I own here. Probably even guys like Sammy Watkins, too. Assuming he plays, he's I would been sta- I would start Josh Reynolds this week if I was able to, luckily enough, to pick him up off the waiver wire in some leagues. The last start Reynolds had, he had two touchdowns. I mean, we talked Cooper about Cup that. done. Yeah, I mean... I'm kind of pissed I didn't pick him up when we talked about him a few weeks ago when we said he looked good that week. When he, he spot-started a couple weeks ago. Yep. Living, you learn. Yeah, you just got to fire up all these studs. Uh, stay away from playing these defenses because if you're in any of those leagues where you get negative points, these teams are going to score a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely do not start either of these defenses. That's probably the best advice on this show. If you learned one thing. <laughs> to keep this rolling, let's go to the DFS picks. You did a lot of work on this before the pod, so why don't you go ahead and and take us into who you like, who you feel this week uh, for the FanDuel slate. Yeah, so QBs, to me, it's just very simple. There, there are a ton of guys you could choose, but you got to hammer off the you know, the, the big matchup. The Breeze at 8,500 at home in the Dome against Philadelphia Secondary, mm-hmm. um, knowing that they're out all those corners. I, 
it just makes too much sense. I, I really think this is the week you should pay up for Breeze. Uh, he's going to be in almost all of my lineups. Andrew Luck at 7,800. He's been super efficient lately, so if you want to save a little money, he'd be my second best option. And then third, I would go with Carson Wentz at 7,700. You know he's going to be chasing points in the Dome. Um, a guy that can run the ball. I, I just think that he's going to be scoring a lot of points. I, there's a lot of other guys you can go with, but to me, these are the games where a lot of points are going to be scored. Yep, totally agree. On the main, on the main slate. Yeah, it's a shame we can't really. I'm, I'm actually going to go out of my way, I think, to play the Monday slate just because I want to have some fun. I want to pick. Up, I want to have some some I think it's, on that. it's an interesting you know thing to consider in terms of pricing because yeah. a lot of people only play the main slate. If yeah. you play this Sunday into Mondays, I'm going to have a couple lineups there just because I want to get a lot of those Monday night players. I think you have an advantage. A lot of people probably won't think to use those guys. I want to see my team skyrocket through the the ranks on Monday night as touchdown after touchdown right. fly off the board. I'm going to keep this rolling into the running back position for DFS. For all the same reasons you love Breeze, I love Alvin Kamara. Kamara's giving you the most RB1 numbers out of all running backs in fantasy this year, and there's no reason he's not going to do that against Philadelphia at home this week. Christian McCaffrey's another guy that's really always consistently giving you RB1-type numbers, and he has a really good matchup this week as well. Zeke Elliott, 8400 he uh, He's a stud. Um, he's a guy that should be priced higher that's not, so keep taking advantage of his low pricing. Uh, David Johnson, same reason, 7900 He's probably going to expose Oakland's defense here at home this week. And finally, if you're looking for a cheaper option, Deion Lewis is basically the best running back on this football team and is going to continue doing so this week against Indianapolis. He is the guy for them, and don't expect that to change. Yeah, I mean, just to toot the Deion Lewis train, he's priced the same as Derrick Henry at 5,900. FanDuel hasn't caught up. By next week, he'll probably be like 7,000-something. So in almost every lineup, I'm flexing Deion Lewis. He's just the way to go at running back. Uh, For wide receivers this week, because I like the running back so much, I'm probably going to pay up a lot at running back. We're going to pay up a little bit at quarterback. I'm going to try and fit in a lot of the lower-priced wide receivers in my lineups. Uh, But I will talk about some of the higher-priced guys. Michael Thomas, we said the matchup is just too good. He's one of the best receivers in football. You obviously got to go with him at 8,800. OBJ against Tampa's crappy secondary at 8,500. We just saw him have two touchdowns. And OBJ left last week left a lot on the field, you know, against the 49ers. There was just a lot of timing things, a lot of passes with Eli, you know, a lot of drops. Um, you know, he could definitely go off this weekend. Keenan Allen at 7,600 to me is a middle-priced guy that's just overproducing for what that cost is. And then starting to go a little bit cheaper, you got T.Y. Hilton at 6,800, Amari Cooper at 6,600, Galladay at 6,400, Marvin Jones banged up. That's why Galladay is important. Corey Davis at 6,200. He's been hot lately. Larry Fitz at 5,900, Cortland Sutton at 5,600. And then the cheap guy, I really like, Traquan Smith at 4,900. We know that Dez was brought there, went on IR. They signed Brandon Marshall this week. He will not be playing. It's too good of a matchup against Philadelphia. Traquan Smith at 4900 will allow you to go spend up in other positions. I like that take. I like it. I'm going to keep this moving here into the tight end position. Zach Ertz at 7600 Zach Ertz, I think he had 100,000 catches last week. I think realistically he had 14 catches. I think he had 140 yards. Um, absolute monster game. Expect him to replicate some sort of big performance this week against New Orleans. OJ Howard against the Giants, man. Like, 
I would always start a tight end against the Giants. I don't know how you don't. So if you just you go by the method of them getting exposed by guys like Kittle last week, OJ Howard would probably do something similar. Eric Ebron's been huge in, in Indianapolis this year. He's been a breakout tight end for them. And uh, at 6000 if a guy if he's going to be getting the red zone looks that he gets, you got to be playing him for that price. Uh, Vance McDonald, 5500 great matchup for Pittsburgh this week. And Ricky Seals-Jones really coming along with Josh Rosen. They seem like they have some good chemistry in the passing game. And uh, he's got a great matchup at home this week against Oakland. Yeah, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is somebody that had, I think, nine or ten targets last week. Uh, as mm-hmm. Rosen's progressing, he's progressing. They don't have a true number two wide receiver on that team with the mm-hmm. Cardinals. Christian Kirk has kind of been a little bit of an upset. Yeah. Um, so it seems like Ricky Seals, well, David Johnson and Ricky Seals Jones are the number two and number three receiving threats. And Josh Rosen's thrown 40 times a game. So yeah. I really like him. I really like him as an opportunity. Uh, bye weeks again. You have the entire AFC East, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so that's your matchup. That's your week 11 toss up. Uh, just fast forwarding next week because we do have Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. We will give you an episode earlier in the week, either Tuesday or Wednesday, just covering that first three games for Thanksgiving. And then we'll get you a later podcast, probably like Friday or Saturday for the Sunday sleep of next week. Uh, two for one next week. How lucky are the fans? Thank you guys so much for listening, everyone. Uh, please, if you haven't already, rate and review us on the podcast app in Apple, uh, iTunes. Thank you so much. Uh, Craig, any last words here before I wrap it up? Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Going for Two Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to follow the guys on Twitter at Craig Fernicola and at Billy Bowerman. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes.